G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie offers some good reassurance for the growing tide of challenges that people are facing in 2020. We all face problems. We all face obstacles. We all face challenges and we all face giants. But can you see them in the light of who God is? Don't look at God in the light of your problem. Look at your problem in the light of God. It's all how you look at things. This is the day when the lost are found. and you've driven, you might have encountered the Rocky Mountains. It's a huge mountain range, up to 5,000 metres into the sky. When you fly over the same mountains in a plane, well, it kind of looks like the same ground that you saw the hour before, but with a little more texture. And so it is with differing perspectives. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings us God's reassuring perspective on our mountain-sized problems. Turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 13. And the title of this message is, It's All How You Look at Things. Now, maybe as you're listening to me, you are facing a gigantic problem. And as the days go by, your giant just gets bigger. For instance, it could be a giant of fear. You're afraid right now, and no wonder. You turn on the news and you hear it's going to get worse before it gets better with the coronavirus. You hear of the death toll going up. You look at an uncertain economy. You look at riots in the streets and something else that might be frightening right now, some challenge you're facing of some kind, and you are paralyzed with fear. Or it might be a giant, if you will, of some kind of a personal sin a certain area of your life that you've fallen over and over again. You, you seem to get victory. You seem to conquer it for a week, maybe even for a month, and you fall back into it again. It could be pride, envy, gluttony, lust, or something else. The list just goes on. Or in a related way, it could be a giant of addiction. You're trying to break free from the power of alcohol and, and you go well for a while without a drink and then you fall off the wagon and then you're back to square one or it might be drugs and you're just finding you cannot overcome this addiction. It's like a giant that taunts you day in and day out. Or it could be a different kind of a giant. Maybe it's a husband that doesn't believe as you believe in Jesus Christ. 
And instead of getting closer, he seems to be getting further away from coming to the Lord. Or it might be a child that you raised in the way of the Lord and they've hit those teenage years and they're starting to push back and some have even gone prodigal on you. This giant, if you will, is anyone or anything that seeks to control you, hurt you, destroy you, or torment you in life. So listen, I have some good news for you right now. God is bigger than your giant. God is bigger than your problem. So the key is, if you understand and see God as you ought to, you will see your problems for what they are. Listen, if you have a big God, you have small problems. And if you have big problems, do you have a small God? Now I'm not in any way saying your problem may not be gigantic, because it could be. But I'm just saying God is bigger than what you're facing. So if you have a big God, in other words, if you see God and His power and His glory and His ability to help you, you're going to see your problem with the right perspective. But if your problem looms so large that you can't even see how God could get you out of it, then the problem is your problem is bigger than your God and you need to change the way that you look at things. That is why the title of this message is It's All How You Look at Things. Now, in our last message that we called A Blessing for You, remember we learned some things about the Lord. And the blessing that was to be pronounced by the priests on the people. They were to say, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So we discovered that that God loves to bless us and that God will keep us and he'll protect us and he'll give us peace. And that's so important, the way that we view God, because it will affect us in every area of life. So we're in a series that we're calling Water, Fire, Stone. And it's a series on the life of Moses. And we're back in the book of Numbers. Now, don't let that concern you because maybe like you, you didn't do well in school in the subject of math. Oh no, I hate numbers. It's actually a record of the wilderness wanderings of the children of Israel. And the book of Numbers has a lot to say to us today. Here's a question. Why did the children of Israel wander in the wilderness for 40 years? You know, it doesn't take even on foot, 40 years to get from Egypt to Israel. Uh, The reason it took so long is because they effectively went around and around in circles because they weren't learning the lessons God wanted them to learn. I mean, they had it made in the shade. Every day the Lord provided them with food. It was right outside of their tent. It was called manna. The word manna comes from the Hebrew crispo cremo, and we get our English word crispy cream from it. No, I made that up. But uh, the Bible says it was sweet to the taste. It is described as the food of angels, and it's hard for us to wrap our mind around it, but this amazing substance was there for them each and every day, but it wasn't very long until they started complaining. Complaining, we're tired of this manna. And we were tired of eating this manna every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then God set them up with the ultimate GPS system. Uh, a cloud by day, a fire by night. You know, you have GPS in your car or on your phone. You follow the directions, turn right here, turn left there, etc. And if you're like my GPS, periodically it just makes no sense. Turn right on the next off-ramp. You turn right. Turn left over here. Turn left here. Do a U-turn. Go around in circles five times. Get back on the freeway. You're like, what was that all about? But 
God's GPS was much clearer. Just like if the cloud moves, you move. If the cloud stops, you stop. If it's nighttime and the fire moves in the sky, you go with it. So they had food to eat. They had amazing GPS to guide them knowing where they should go. And yet these people grew tired of it and they started taking it all for granted. And they started complaining and they said, we remember the good old days back in Egypt. We miss eating our garlic and our leeks and our onions. Man, their breath must have stunk, you know? Think about it. Oh, we miss it. We, you know, we don't like this food. Besides, we're all on the keto diet and, and manna doesn't work with that. We want meat again. And they start crying out to Moses, we want meat, we want meat, and so forth. And so God gave them what they wanted. I mean, you've heard of the expression, raining cats and dogs. It literally rained birds, quail, coming out of the sky. And these people were so anxious to have this meat, they didn't even take time to pluck the quail and, and cook them. They just grabbed these birds and bit into them. And the Bible says it turned bitter in their mouth. And offering a little commentary, Psalm 106, verse 15 says, God gave them their request, but sent leanness to their soul. Listen. Careful what you wish for, you might get it. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the US. And he's continuing a series today in the life of Moses. It's a message called, It's All How You Look at Things. Really practical stuff. Let's continue. I heard about a couple that were in their 60s. Both were 60 actually. And they were celebrating 40 years of wedded bliss and suddenly a genie appeared and said, you know, you guys have done so well in your marriage, 40 years. I'm going to grant to each of you a wish. And uh, he went to the wife first. What would you like? She said, oh, I love my husband so much. I would like to be in an island in the middle of the South Seas, uh, surrounded by beautiful blue water. That's my wish, genie. And poof, there she was on this island with her 60-year-old husband that she'd been married to for 40 years. And then the genie said, okay, what's your wish? And the husband looked over at his wife and said, I'd like a wife that's 30 years younger than me. And poof, he was 90 years old. So careful what you wish for, you might get it. See, the problem with the Israelites is they had forgotten how miserable they were back in Egypt. They had forgotten the sting of the Egyptian whip. They had forgotten the fact that they cried out to God over and over again for someone to deliver them. And God answered their prayer and sent them Moses and, and brought them through this wilderness and through the Red Sea and all of the rest. But yet they just said, man, we wish we had it like we used to have it. And you know, the devil will come and whisper in the ear of a Christian and say, hey man, remember the good old days? Remember that one party where this happened? And he'll bring back a few memories. And you know, all of us, if we're honest, would say that before we were Christians, had some fun when we were sinning. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. It's a short-lived pleasure. But the devil isn't going to remind you of the misery you experienced or the emptiness in your heart. 
He's not going to remind you of the guilt that plagued you day in and day out. He's not going to remind you of the time you almost overdosed. He's not going to remind you of the time you contemplated suicide. He's not going to remind you of all of the repercussions that came as a result of your sin. He'll just remind you of a few good times you had. So you say, well, I'm going to go back and do that stuff again. Warning, it'll turn bitter in your mouth, just like it did for the Israelites. It'll happen to you, because now you see you know better. You've tasted of the living water, and you're no longer going to be satisfied with swamp water. You've tasted of what it is to have a relationship with God, and you're never going to be satisfied living that old life again. So they've eaten of this quail, this bird. It turned bitter in their mouth. And now they've come to the very brink of the promised land. They're poised to enter in. So they send in 12 spies. 12 spies to check things out, to see what was ahead of them. And that's where we pick the story up here in Numbers chapter 13. I'm gonna read from verse 25. And by the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men or the spies returned to Moses and Aaron and the people of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken back from the land. So these guys came back with a cluster of grapes that were gigantic. It took two of them to carry the grapes back. Imagine how big the peaches would have been. How about the watermelons? Those would have been gigantic. So they bring back this incredibly large fruits. Verse 27, this was their report to Moses. We arrive in the land you sent us to see, and it is indeed a magnificent country a land flowing with milk and honey. And here's some of the fruit as proof. But the people living there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. Now drop down to verse 30 of Numbers 13. But Caleb tried to encourage the people as they stood before Moses. He said, let's go at once to take the land. We will certainly conquer it. Oh, but the other men who had explored the land with them answered, we can't go against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread discouraging reports about the land among the Israelites. The land we explored will swallow up any who go there. All the people were huge. We even saw giants, the descendants of Anak, and we felt like grasshoppers next to them and that's what we look like to them. And all the people started to weep aloud and they cried all night. And the voices rose in a great chorus of complaint against Moses and Aaron. They wailed, we wish we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Oh man, this is incredible. So 12 spies go in. 10 of them give a discouraging report to give an encouraging report. It all comes down to how you see things, how you look at things. First, there was the majority report from the 10 spies. You see, their problem was they did not see God for what He is. They only saw problems. Listen, God promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. God promised He would give them the land, but they ignored what His Word said and put their eyes on circumstances, on obstacles, on challenges, on giants, and ultimately on defeat. That's because they had a small God, and thus they had big problems. But then there's the minority report. 
It says basically Joshua and Caleb. They saw the same obstacles. They saw the same challenges. But they also saw opportunities and great victories if they would go into the land. So here's what it comes down to. It's all how you look at things. We all face problems. We all face obstacles. We all face challenges and we all face giants. But can you see them in the light of who God is? Don't look at God in the light of your problem. Look at your problem in the light of God. Again, He's bigger than what you're facing. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. The problem here is they focus their attention on the obstacles rather than their objective. Let me say that again. They focus their attention on the obstacles rather than their objective. Uh, Numbers 13, 28, they saw the people were powerful and the towns were fortified and the people were very large. Listen, obstacles are frightening things when you take your eyes off of the objective. When you fix your attention on the obstacle rather than the objective, fear will always eclipse your faith. Let me say that again. When you fix your attention on the obstacles rather than the objective, fear will always eclipse your faith. Okay, so don't do that. Instead, remember what your objective is. Okay, so let's take the coronavirus as an example. You want to talk about something that has affected our whole nation and even the whole world. Uh, it, it's brought our economy uh, to a standstill and, and now we're trying to get it rebooted again here in the United States. Uh, many of you, your whole lifestyle has been changed. Your, the schooling of your children has changed and all you see are obstacles. But wait, there's also opportunities. I mean, think about what we had to face in churches and as pastors. We were literally told overnight to shut the doors of our church buildings, which we did to flatten the curve of COVID-19. Well, here's the thing. Yes, that's a bad thing to shut the doors of our church. But on the other hand, the doors for our church opened up. And one of the results of that is called Harvest at Home. You see, we took this a lot more serious. Uh, seriously, I should say. We're far more intentional with what we're doing and we're gonna continue on with this every weekend for you. So this is something that you can count on being a part of your life. So here's what we need to remember. Take your eyes off of the obstacles and put them on the opportunities. What is the opportunity that is in front of us right now? It's presenting the gospel to people. People need to hear about Jesus Christ. Great encouragement from Pastor Greg Laurie today on having a heavenly perspective regarding both the opportunities and the obstacles that come our way. Some important counsel indeed. And next time we'll have some more insight on the opportunities and the obstacles that come our way and how the pathway to happiness is viewing those events from God's perspective. Tune in for more inspiration, same time tomorrow, right here on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called, It's All How You Look at Things. 
Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.